Welcome to the Cyber Ranch Podcast, recorded under the big blue skies of Texas, where one CISO explores the cybersecurity landscape with the help of friends and experts. Here's your host, Alan Alford. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Cyber Ranch Podcast. With us today are Lynn Dome and Martha Lofman of WESIS, Women in Cybersecurity, and we're here to talk about their programs to get women and veterans into cyber. Lynn, Martha, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. First, a brief word about our sponsor. Time is the enemy of cybersecurity. Time spent identifying devices that are missing endpoint agents with known vulnerabilities that are unmanaged, that need updates. Time spent identifying cloud instances that aren't being scanned, that are misconfigured. Time spent gathering asset data. Time is the enemy of cybersecurity until Axonius. By connecting to existing data sources, customers get a comprehensive asset inventory, understand security gaps, and automatically validate and enforce security policies. Thank you, Axonius, for sponsoring this show. All right, so why don't we start with y'all introducing yourselves and telling us a little bit about the program. Lynn, you first. What's what's an overview of the program? How was it started? What's its mission? Give us the lowdown. Okay. Well, thanks, Alan. I'll give a little bit of history on the WESIS organization to lead up to how we got to where we're at working with our Veterans Assistance Program. So we started back as a conference in 2014. Dr. Amber Rain Siraj from Tennessee Tech University reached out to NSF for some seed funding for the first ever Women in Cybersecurity Conference. I mean, can you believe that? It's only been since 2014 since there was their first ever Women in Cybersecurity Conference. So what they anticipated on her engaging 100 women in 2014 and 100 women in 2015, she actually was able to engage 350 women in 2014 and stretch that seed funding to engage 550 women in 2015. And then through a lot of hard work and networking, Dr. Siraj was able to secure some funding to continue the conference and grow the conference, but also the WESIS community. So you fast forward to the 2020 conference, and we're now at this point where we sell out our registration in less than a day, and we have so many women on a wait list. Now, before you came on the show, all I knew about was the conferences. What else do you guys have going on? So in order to provide year-round benefits for women in the cybersecurity field, we became a 501c3 nonprofit. So now we're a member-based organization that happened in 2018. So we're just shy of three years as a nonprofit. We're a member-based organization that has over 5,000 members. We have representation in 69 countries. We have 38 professional affiliates, which are like little mini recesses. And those are in Africa, Australia, Canada, India, France, Pakistan, the UK, and throughout the United States. And then we have 129 student chapters in Canada, Costa Rica, India, Nigeria, Puerto Rico, and throughout the United States. Wow. You guys are literally all over the world. So you see that we have this tremendous amount of growth, but our membership is full of women, male allies, and advocates that all have a strong mission and passion to recruit, retain, and advance women in cybersecurity. And how we do so is by creating opportunities. So we have all sorts of different initiatives, and the conference still remains a very important initiative of ours. And with our conference, we offer scholarships, grants, and awards. The one thing about our conference is we are a significantly large women in cybersecurity conference. But regardless of gender, we are the nation's largest cybersecurity conference that has equal representation of students and professionals. So that was a model that Dr. Siraj, that's very tried and true and close to her heart. And we continue to sustain and grow the conference because of that. But how we're able to 
make sure that we have that equal representation is that students can't just register to attend the conference. They have to go through the scholarship application process. And so for every single regular registrant, we issue a female cybersecurity student scholarship. So the students are able to come to the technical conference, present their research, be able to network and have that professional development piece. And in the meantime, all the professionals are coming to the technical conference for their professional development, but also the opportunity to recruit and also to mentor from the students. So it always comes full circle. What a great way to ensure that the next generation is qualified, prepared, capable, and connected. So for that conference, we have the scholarships, grants, and awards, and that still remains a critical initiative of ours. But in addition to that, we have many, many, many more opportunities. And now we have this this member forum where we have over 5,000 members that it's set up like a LinkedIn profile. We're here to network and connect with each other. Inside the member forum, we have all sorts of special interest groups. We have data privacy, compliance, cybersecurity law. We also have Latinas in cybersecurity, AAPI in cybersecurity, neurodiversity, LGBTQ+. So if there's a special interest group, we're all about cultivating the community. And within our community, you can find another community that you find your people and your different like-minded ways that you're working within your cybersecurity career. That's a lot more than just women in cybersecurity. What else do you guys have going on? So we have many different training programs, like skill development training programs. For example, SANS Security Training Scholarship made possible by Google. We have an AWS Learning Series made possible by Amazon Web Services. Gamified Cybersecurity Challenges made possible by Target. We also have, for senior and executive levels, we have simulated cloud security training programs. And if you go to our website, wesys.org, you see all sorts of different initiatives and skill development training programs. We have a webinar series, newsletters, speaking and media opportunities, our job board plus plus, where our strategic partners can recruit from year round. We participate in market research. We have virtual summits, or we just had a wonderful virtual career fair last week. In addition to that, we have speakers directories. So People could tune in and tap into our talent and our members can provide keynote presentations or different training programs for others. So what else do you have going on? A really strong mentor-mentee program with 707 mentees and 185 mentors, allies and advocates for action, you name it. We're all working on many different initiatives and opportunities for others. And that brings us to a really important one, yes? A really important one is our Veterans Assistance Program and our Veterans Apprenticeship Program. So a little bit of history on the Veterans Assistance Program. It was launched in November in 2019. The funding was supported by Craig Newmark, his foundation, and we were able to subsidize membership conference registration, and issue veteran fellowship awards. So we're really happy. The veteran initiative came to us from our veteran community within the WESIS organization. They said, we need to do more for veterans. We said, absolutely. We need to bridge the gap here, get more veterans, because veterans' career experience aligns so well with cybersecurity careers, and we're the nonprofit to help make that happen. That was the first start. We scaled that initiative into military spouses. So now we're 
at this point where we started exploring the ideas of what would it look like if we were a DOL certified apprenticeship program. So we met with all our key stakeholders in January of 2020 before COVID-19 kind of you know put our lives upside down. And we explored those. We had many of our strategic partners that were there that were interested in WESIS having an apprenticeship program. DOL was there, you know, with representation. And we started exploring what would this program look like? What would the possibility be and how could WESIS as a nonprofit make it happen? So we left that kind of brainstorm and think tank with, okay, we're going to start looking and starting our own DOL certified program. And, and with that, we discovered while we're exploring that route, we discovered that there's many different organizations and companies that are running very successful DOL apprenticeship programs and they're doing it great and being a nonprofit that's very mindful of our resources and always looking to not reinvent the wheel we're looking to partner with those that are doing it successfully so together and collectively we could scale and do what's right for the community and so we shifted our mindset from becoming our deal own Steel Well Certified Program to now seeking the right partner for us. And that took many, many months. And we landed on SmoothStack, which Martha is here from the SmoothStack organization. And, you know, after interviewing and meeting with SmoothStack multiple times, we discovered that their mission and passion is so much in alignment with WESIS's mission and passion. And it was just a perfect fit for us to partner and be able to launch the piloted program of the WESIS Apprenticeship Program. And so here we are today. We're super thrilled that we have employer partners to the program. We're opening up applications for that program this coming up week. And so we have everything all set, ready and ready to go for the future of bridging the gap from female veterans into cybersecurity careers. So with that, I'll go ahead and hand it over to Martha so she could explain a little bit about the program. Hang on just one second before we do that. That was a mind-blowing amount of information (laughs) you just gave us. There is so much to unpack there. Let me, uh, first of all, kudos to you guys. I had no idea your reach was that global and that big. I had no idea there were that many programs. I had no idea there was that much work with allyship and with other causes besides women and cyber that you guys have allied and, and partnered and championed so many other things. This this is outstanding. Like, this is really, really cool. Martha, definitely share your piece, but I just had to pause you right there and say, wow. <laughs> well, thank you, Alan. I do want to say that when we were looking at the Female Veteran Apprenticeship Program, we realized that female veterans make up 10% of the veteran population and they have a higher likelihood of unemployment compared to male veterans and a higher instance of single parenting compared to male veterans. And female veterans compared to non-veteran females have higher instances of homelessness. So there's many, many challenges with that and obstacles for female veterans to get into cybersecurity careers. So as a nonprofit, we look at it very, very holistically. We're partnering with the Smoothstack company and in order to provide that paid for training, the paid for apprenticeship and securing employment piece. But WESIS as a nonprofit is looking at, well, it takes so much more to get them to that area. So what could we do? We, we have the community, we have the mentorship, we have the infrastructure, we have the need, we have the strategic partners that are ready to support it. But also we have to look at the needs of our members. And if they're unemployed and single parents, do they have the technology needed to do the training from home? Do they have the extra money to perhaps pay for childcare to get them started on the training program? So we're looking at each and every 
female veteran that's selected for the apprenticeship program and fulfilling their needs to make it sure that ensures success at the end of the two years and employment, and they could have a thriving career, provide for their families and move forward on their cybersecurity career pathway. So Martha, that's a lot of challenges to overcome. Walk me through how you're pulling all this off. This sounds like an amazing punch list of of to-dos here. Thanks. It's a lot. I feel like a little bit of the background is important why I'm into veterans programs and why Lynn and I are so such kindred spirits here. I've been in cybersecurity workforce programs for about seven years, and my evolution really started when my husband back in the day was in the military, in the army, and he was in a little bird accident, lost his legs and was severely wounded. And over the next 15 years, he had very long periods of unemployment due to his illness and his his injuries. And it was absolutely devastating for him and me and our entire home. That's a lot to go through. And this really, it radically changed my life, our lives, and, you know, what I wanted to do with my career. So from this experience, I learned that I was a counselor, right? But I learned that I could have much more impact if I worked with organizations like WESIS and I really tried to solve creating workforce pathways for people that were underrepresented or high-risk populations. And so that's what I did. And that's why I left what I was doing back then and started building veterans programs at the time, really focused on wounded warriors. And so I started working on the local military base where I was living at the time. And this was probably seven years ago. And this was back in the day where, and I'm sure it happens today, but certain companies that produce IT certifications were sitting these posters out to everyone in workforce or military bases in every unemployment office around the country saying, if you just get a security plus, if you just get this certification, you can get a job in cybersecurity, right? And so everybody and their mother was running out, you know, trying to get this security plus or this net plus thinking they could get a job in cybersecurity and they worked really hard. And, you know, when you're injured or you have a period of unemployment, you know, everything is down and you put your last $5,000 into getting this security plus and then, you know, you strip your resume of military language and you write it for the job and you go and apply 50 times and you don't get an interview, it's absolutely devastating. And there's no way like to kick someone down when they're unemployed and you tell them that it's a negative unemployment rate. And if you just had this, anyone can get a job, but then they can't, right? So this was something that really, really ate at me. And this is when I started to get involved with ISSA and eventually WESIS. And I started to, you know, branch out into cyber and helping to build these different workforce programs. So that's why I do what I do is I feel like it is really, really, really important that everyone understands this is personal. It's not just about helping veterans get a job in cybersecurity or helping increase the representation of women, which is important too. But these are individuals that are at high risk that need this and they're willing to work really hard and they have high aptitudes. And as an industry, we need them too. That's my personal evolution and why I do what I do. I've been building not just apprenticeship, but workforce programs for the past seven years. And I've done all different types of models. In this case, the program that, you know, SmoothStack is running with with WESIS is focused on female veterans, getting them into cybersecurity. We've had an outstanding amount of applications so far. We did one little post on LinkedIn before we officially launched and we have 
over 100 applications. I've have corresponded with over 300 applicants. And Lynn and I were talking, we actually had one of our applicants break down and cry yesterday on the phone because she was just, she has a master's in cybersecurity. She has all of her certifications. She's a veteran and she's interviewed over 10 times, over 50 applications, and she hasn't gotten a second interview yet. Oh, wow. So yeah, there's definitely some barriers, as you would say, to getting people in general, but especially female veterans to transition to cyber. And that's what we're here to do is to create those pathways and break down those barriers. So there's an actual entry point for these women to get in. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing that you guys are doing this. And that's, I mean, that's a powerful story. That's a very powerful story. So walk me through a little bit about what an applicant, like you've got all these applicants, some of them are going to get selected. Some of them are going to go through the program. What does that look like? Yeah, well, you know, WESIS is a powerful network. And just to jump on what Lynn was saying, I'm a conference junkie, or I used to be (laughs) pre-COVID. And so I think I spoke at, you know, 20 conferences the year before COVID hit. I go to all the big ones across the country, and there's not 50% women at these conferences. In fact, I would say that if you told me there was 10% women, I would say that maybe if you're talking about the women that are setting up the booth or marketing, but there's really not even 10% women that are attending and speaking and engage in the cybersecurity industry at these conferences. I um, tried to get into the WESIS conference last year, and I went to buy my ticket a week before because I always buy my conference ticket a week before, and it was booked and I couldn't get in. And so I had to call in to see if I could get into it. But no, so what we're doing is we are collecting applications from female veterans. We're also taking them from spouses or, you know, anyone in Guard or Reserves to active duty And the first thing we're doing is we're having that conversation with everyone to figure out, you know, where they're at, what their experience is, to make sure that this is the right fit for them and they're interested in the apprenticeship program with the way it stands. We are going to take everyone that applies and try to get them, you know, we don't know if we can give everyone free WESIS memberships, but we are going to try to get everyone who applies a WESIS membership because WESIS has a really outstanding mentorship program that I have not seen duplicated anywhere else. To have a female in cybersecurity in the industry with that one-on-one connection who's willing to open up their network to you and help you navigate this is really priceless. And it's probably the number one barrier to getting women into cyber is having that mentorship connection. So that's what WESIS is bringing right off the bat. We're taking all of those applicants and we are going to be putting them through the same assessment that the Air Force uses for their cyber operator selection process. So everyone gets to take this really great aptitude test. We have no education, no certification requirements, and no experience requirements. We do, (laughs) however, require that they can pass or be a certain threshold for a network. So we're going to use a net plus practice test. And we're also want to make sure that they are up to speed on Linux because we start with, you know, the first two weeks of Linux is going to be a fire hose of information. But other than that, it's this app to test and cybersecurity. It's really fun, right? It's like number theory and logic and reasoning. And can you fold a piece of paper in your mind, which I cannot do, but everyone else can. And so it's a really fun 45 minute, you know, battery that they take and we're going to share results with everyone. So it's, you know, a very non-threatening, creative, fun process that we get to put women through. So we're going to look at their resumes, put them through this assessment. And that's how we are going to select our 40 women 
that we are going to put into training for roles in NOC analysts, SOC analysts, SRE, governance risk and compliance, and we have one single role for an incident responder. I don't know how much y'all have listened to the show or the various guests I've had on, but there's a movement in cyber trying to get more folks in the door, period, that we've got a conundrum in cyber that we, we need more bodies. We do, which is really, it's this horrible conundrum because on the one hand, you hear the story of your of your veteran who's got the master's degree, has done all the stuff and can't seem to get the job. And then the hiring managers are complaining that there's not enough people, right? And the way we're solving that, me and several friends and a lot of us that are starting to gather in the community and exchange ideas on this is we're talking about this fundamental idea. It's exactly what you're honing in on, attitude and aptitude. If you've got the basic skill set in your brain, if, you've got the, if you're wired correctly for cybersecurity, it doesn't matter if you have the knowledge. You're wired correctly, and that's a rare and precious thing. And the attitude, the drive, and the desire to learn and to self-teach and to go through, I know your program is going to be a bit of a challenge. It's not going to be easy. And, and Lynn pointed out that there's expenses to be covered and all that. Let's assume all those expenses are covered. It's still not going to be easy for these folks. They're going to have to demonstrate a certain amount of drive and a certain amount of self-learning and get through that. So, so in my mind, what you're doing is you're capturing that attitude and aptitude and bringing that forth to the industry and saying, we vetted these folks and they have exactly those two things. And now we're also giving them knowledge and skill. That's the gist of it, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, no one wants to be the first employer in on hiring someone fresh out of boot camp or a college or whatever avenue they come from, because you spend all this time actually training them and getting their hands on the keyboard and teaching them what to actually do, because no one knows what to actually do when you get your first job. And even if you have a four-year degree in cybersecurity, maybe you took that Python class or that networking class like two years earlier, right? So that, you know, information may not be fresh. You may not be able to get on the command line. Like we can't expect people to start day one with the hands on the keyboard experience. So that first employer really does train you. And then, of course, there's a high attrition rate. It's this leaky pipeline, right? So people end up leaving six months later, nine months later and getting twice the salary somewhere else. So it ends up being that, you know, some companies have to take people early on in their career because they can afford to train them, but they can't afford to pay more salaries, but then they end up losing them and these positions cycle over and over and over again. Our program really kind of stops that. Like our program really, it's beneficial to all parties involved. And so if you're the apprentice, all of the training, all of the education is not only free, but we pay you to go through it. And you have a guaranteed job and you have a guaranteed job for two years. And so we pay you to go through the apprenticeship program. We back it up with certifications, mentorship, education, the whole entire way through. But for the employer, you know that you have someone who's going to not only stay with you for two years, but we make sure that they're operational day one. And so we have different assessments and different ways, for example, in our coding class of making sure that we're looking at someone's code and comparing that to code of someone that would have been on the job for three years. Same thing in cyber. So our cyber operators, when they start day one, they're going to be equal to someone who has that degree and has been working one to three years on the job already. So because we can show that and we stand by it and we'll replace any apprentice with another apprentice that an employer or partner is happy with, if that's not the case, and we haven't had to do that yet, but we will, they're willing to take that risk with our program because it's not a risk, right? We're backing it up. That's fantastic. You're overcoming that first year challenge. And I've been there before. I had a really brilliant intern, really gifted guy, came in the door at intern salary. We converted him to full-time. And one year later, he was gone with, with the offer was, I think, double what we were paying him at the time. We went from intern to first year to boom, he was gone. And that's a struggle. That's a frustration for hiring managers, especially after you've spent all that time investing into your point, teaching them. So that's that's fantastic that you're building that two years into your program 
it sounds like a win-win. It sounds to me like it's good for the employers. It's good for the apprentices. And we says, this is phenomenal what you guys are doing to help with this too. This is the networking and the mentorship alone to both y'all's point. That's invaluable to simply have somebody else who's been there, who can help pull you up, introduce you to folks, get you networked in, show you the ropes. There's no measuring that amount of value. It's amazing. This is a, this is a brilliant partnership is what I'm hearing here. I was going to say, it's almost like we've created in cybersecurity a seller's market to where, you know, a lot of these jobs are going unfilled on purpose because they don't have the money to compete with senior talent and they don't have the time to have transitioning talent come in over and over and over again and retrain them. And so it's not that we're trying to completely flip that into a buyer's market, but we're trying to find some kind of stability in the community so we can both provide jobs to you know people that otherwise wouldn't get it and have a service to the employer and make it mutually beneficial amongst all parties involved. You're addressing a lot of fears and concerns on everybody's part, I think, as well as hope and aspiration, right? And to take attitude and aptitude, to fill it with knowledge and fill it with an apprenticeship of experience, this is far different from an education, right? This is not the same thing as saying, oh, yeah, we, we gave them some classes and sent them on their way. You're running them through real ropes. And then it's a two-year guarantee at the end of that. That's phenomenal. So, Lynn, how did you pull all this together? How did you find Martha? How did you guys craft this? Like, this is this is an amazing yeah, – Weasis is already huge. and. Your worldwide activities blew me away, but here's this awesome program. And I know this is just one program and one sample. Like, how are you, how are you doing this? How are you guys pulling this stuff together? Did you, how did you guys meet? We met, gosh, it wasn't for a veteran's apprenticeship program at all. We had a mutual introduction from someone in June and we just connected. And through the course of the conversation is when I started learning about the DOL Certified Apprenticeship Program. And that's what got my wheels spinning, saying, well, gee, here we are trying to launch your own DOL Certified Program. But yet, SmoothStack is doing it so successfully. And here we are, We instead of reinventing the wheel, which is what we're never about, we just want to be able to partner and scale and sustain the growth and the opportunities for others. It just seemed like a perfect fit. So listen, guys, we are close to the end of the show here. This is an amazing program. I'm floored by what you guys have put together. And I'm excited that my audience is going to hear this because my audience, the folks that listen to this show understand you're going to have a whole lot of senior leadership and hiring managers, a lot of people that are going to hear about this program and hopefully be as jazzed about it as I am. You're going to have a lot of practitioners who are going to know of roles and, and know of people that they can recommend to the program both. And then you're going to have a lot of folks entering the field for the first time. And this is good for everybody. So Martha shared a little bit about her passion and her drive and what got her into all this. But Lynn, you haven't really shared that with us yet. So what, this is an amazing program. Like, how did you find it? When did you realize this is what I'm going to commit my life to? Like, what's your drive here? I'm just very fortunate to have the opportunity to have my career and my passion combined into one, to be able to wake up every day with the joy and the glory of knowing that we're creating opportunities for others, impacting women's lives. To Martha's point, this is a personal passion of ours. This is what we're walking on this earth for, not for us, which it is for us, but it's for the women next to us. And we always say together we rise. And that's it. it's about bringing together the community, collectively joining our strengths, being able to grow and rise in, within our careers and our passion and to live each and every day according to that. So I'm really fortunate to have the opportunity to be the executive director of the WESIS organization. The WESIS conference in 2018 is where I found my people and it's where everything came to me in my life. So I'm really fortunate to be able to pay it forward. 
So I guess the last question I've got for the two of y'all, and we'll start with Martha, is my listeners, what can they do to help you guys out? What What is your ask of my audience? Oh, my goodness. I would say join WESIS. <laughs> First, go to their website and join WESIS. It's not very much. They purposely keep their membership fees almost pennies very, very low because they want people to join the conversation First and foremost, I mean, there's a place for everyone, male, female, industry, tech, you know, non-tech. I think that's really important. And I would say the second thing is I think there's a lot of, I would say in cybersecurity, the number one thing I noticed is everyone's very, very inclusive and solution focused. And I noticed that over and over and over again, we want a solution to this. They're really the only barriers are is we don't know where to get the consistent pipelines of diverse populations. And so WESIS has a legitimate diverse pipeline here of females that with disabilities and veterans and women of color. And I would say reaching out to our community would be a great start. How about you, Lynn? I would ditto everything that Martha said is to go to the WESIS website and explore the possibilities. We have our initiatives, our events, our blogs, our newsletters, our resources. They're all there. You could subscribe to our newsletter. You could become a member. You could find us on any social media channel. It's all about opening up the gateways and becoming part of our community. I hope somewhere on your website is a page for folks to make donations too, yes? Yes, there is. There's plenty of places to do that. All right, folks, go find that and go click. That's my advice. All right, well, Lynn Dome, Martha Laughman from Weesis and, and SmoothStack, thank y'all so much for coming down to the ranch. Thank you, listeners. Y'all be good now.